Season 1, Episode 3, Decision Made. I continued to deal with my day-to-day issues, as well as sell my possessions, move money around, and started to gather some cash to carry. I eventually got my passport. Looking at alternative locations pretty much stopped as I poured over YouTube videos, watched documentaries. I bought a book off Amazon and I read it. Everything was pointing to Cuenca. So what the hell, why fight it? I think a year in planning, studying, comparing to my first-hand knowledge, it was enough. My decision was made. A place I could live in comfort, security, and peace, and they even used the dollar. Downside? I never took the time to learn Spanish. There's one thing I would suggest to you before you ever leave the country is to get a working knowledge of a language before you go. Why didn't I? Well, let's do a list of excuses. All the traveling I did, I always managed to get along okay. Even in Colombia, where they speak no English, I did okay. However, if I had to do it over again, I would have put much more time into the language first. I did buy Rosetta Stone. I highly recommend the product. I have six others, and they all suck compared to Rosetta Stone. So why didn't I? Uh, So busy doing everything else that needed to be done? But I'm here now. I'm putting in at least an hour a day. It can be frustrating. Google is a help. When I'm in the store, I use the translator app. I click the camera, then I can hold my phone up to the labels, and the English words appear on the screen. That was really useful in particular in finding the right milk. Let me talk about milk for a minute. I love skim milk. I'll drink a gallon a week. I can't eat a cookie without a big cold glass of skim milk. So, of course, on my first shopping trip, I'm looking for skim milk, right? And I'm looking and looking. There's an entire aisle with milk. Yes, aisle, not a cooler. I'm a bit freaked out. The milk is all on warm shelves. I have all kinds of horror pictures in my head. If I drink this warm milk, maybe I'm patient zero for the next zombie apocalypse. Why on earth is there warm milk? So what about this warm milk? Well, when in Rome, I bought it, chilled it, and tried it. Skim milk. Pretty damn cool, really. And now I can buy four liters, and if I don't drink it all right away, no problem. It stays good. No more milk down the drain. And so much easier to stack, carry, and pour. Uh, Score one for Ecuador. Okay, but I get ahead of myself. Let's board the plane first. And with this, we're going to take a very short break. Hold tight. I'll be right back. time for a plane ride. I planned for months. I have my special Samsonite bags. I've packed and repacked to try to bring what I can. I'm allowed two large bags to check in, no more than 50 pounds each. I can also carry on a bag, as well as a personal bag, such as a laptop. So that's what I did, four bags and all. I pack it all in my little BMW convertible. The car is done and gone. I spent a night thinking about the trip and if I forgot anything. I had arranged for a plate to be picked up and turned in the next day. I may be leaving, but I don't want any fines, insurance issues to haunt me. 
I sleep well and wake up to get the shuttle to the airport. <laughs> I looked at the breakfast the hotel sets out. It was mostly inedible, as in nasty. Some people eat anything. I got an orange juice and a coffee, half chocolate milk. They call the shuttle guy just for me. He loads up my overweight bags. Oh, did I mention they ended up 65 pounds each? So off we go. I'm flying American Airlines, so I'm in luck. They have curb baggage check-in. He kindly points out that I'm overweight and it will cost me $100 each bag. I'm starting off my trip with tears in my eyes. I'm early. I'm always early. If you're on time, you're late. But I go stand in line with my two bags. I hold the one bag like my life depended on it as I had all the cash I was bringing. Keep in mind, never bring more than $10,000 unless you want a boatload of problems. And when you come to Ecuador, try not to carry more than $5,000. No one told me that part. It ended up costing me three hours in customs. I get through the magic machine. You spin around and it looks at you naked. I gather my shoes and belt and wallet and phone and change and bag one and bag two as well as my jacket. I need more arms. I hustle over to the post-trauma area where I can pull my pants back up and tuck away all my goodies. I shuffle along to the next station. It was pretty easy from there, just to wait for the flight is called. Now when you buy your flight online, as I did four months prior, you can select your seat. And if you pay attention, you can get extra leg room and be called at the head of the line. So I was called in the group right after first class and got a nice leg roomy seat. Keep in mind, they keep shrinking the size of the actual seat. Seriously, they've gone from around 24 inches wide to about 19 inches wide. Take a deep breath before you sit. In my case, I had to get the stewardess, uh, can you say that, uh, to help shove me down into the seat so I couldn't do it alone. It's not too bad, just the part about not breathing gets a bit rough. But in truth, that's a good practice for what's to come. I get to Miami and I find my next flight is on the very opposite end of the airport. Of course, why wouldn't it be? Having had my last operation only a few weeks before and technically still under doctor bed rest orders, the hike wasn't the most fun. But you just put your head down and keep moving. Thank God for my Marine Corps training. So again, I'm called in early for the flight and I get to my nice cozy seat. I didn't even have to get wedged in. I think I was permanently deformed by then anyway. It was a five and a half hour flight over Cuba. I'm bored to tears. They bring around a yummy looking dinner, but I wasn't hungry. They hand out customs papers to fill out before arrival. They didn't hand out pencils. <laughs> so I asked the stewardess. That was a story in and of itself, but I won't go into it. I eventually got one and had to pledge with a raised right hand, I would be sure to return it to the owner, the first-class stewardess. So I filled it all out and was ready. We landed in Quito. I will have to find my bags, walk them through customs, and proceed to check them in the next day for the flight to Cuenca. 
I get through the customs window pretty quick. They stamp my passport. By the way, you do not need a visa to go to Ecuador. You can go for 90 days without one. I move along to find my bags. I need a cart, and I find a guy handing them out for $2. I go to the area that says overweight bags and wait, and wait, and wait. There's no more bags. So I look around and see them circling the carousel with regular bags. Damn. So I drag them off, and I stack them on the cart and go to the exit point. Nope, not so fast. They pull me over to a long table and go through my bags. They question me on a number of items. They ask if I'm carrying any cash. They call over an army guy and some other kind of official. They remove an item from my bag and hand it to the army guy. He takes my passport, fills out a form, says I can pick it up in the morning at his base. No, I won't tell you what it was, but it was silly. I am then invited into a room with the official-looking guy. He has me go to the back behind a partition. He wants me to show him any cash that I have, so I do. I pull out two big stacks from my carry bag. He counts it, the slowest counter on earth. He kept moving the little piles around and recounting. There ended up being endless twenties all over the place, as well as a small number of hundreds. Let me tell you about hundreds. Don't bring them. No one will take them, and you cannot cash them. I managed to get them into a deposit, but that's another story. So he counts out less than the 10000 but more than the 5000 More paperwork. Where did I get it? Why do I have it? I spent three hours there. Now, don't get me wrong. The guy was very nice, very polite. He saw I was about to pass out and got me water. Remember the operation? Also, Quito is 9,500 feet up. You can't breathe when you arrive. After three long hours, I'm free to go with all my money. Oh, some of the delays where I forgot to bring out the $400 that was in my wallet. So he had to start counting all over again from the very first 20. What the hell? He had to get through his eight-hour shift somehow. Now it's past midnight. I haven't eaten and I feel nauseous. I'm tired and my next flight isn't until 6 p.m. the next day. So I decided to find a place to stay. I was going to hang in the airport, but I was paranoid about falling asleep with all that money and feeling terrible. I go to information. She recommends a place. She calls over someone to take me to a car. He tells me not go where she said. It's not safe. He knew a better place. (laughs) What the hell? Worst that could happen is get raped, robbed, and murdered, right? So I go for it. He calls ahead and in English gives my name, etc. It's a long drive, and we end up on a back road. Hmm, was this the smartest move I ever made? The driver seems a bit lost, but then we see a sign, a tiny little sign. We turn down a dirt road, and there it is, a guy opening a gate. Everything here is behind gates, and he's got this big, huge smile. He helps the driver with the bags and invites me into his B&B house. It turned out to be a great choice. He and his wife were extremely friendly and helpful. First thing, I get a nice hot shower, and then I slept great until the roosters crowed.
I swear everyone has a rooster, even in the city. The next day, his wife made me some coffee and orange juice. She offered all kinds of stuff, but I really just wanted to heave. We talked a lot about many topics. Around 2 p.m., they took me to get something to eat. He offered to help with my phone, etc. needed the chip. They were just wonderful people. They drove me to the airport, helped me with the bags. We exchanged info, and I planned to invite them to come visit me. His wife had never been to Cuenca. Total cost, about $36. I gave them extra for hauling me around, driving me to the airport. So now I'm ready for my hop to Cuenca. Got an hour to go. Stay tuned for Season 1, Episode 4. We'll see you then. You know you could.